0: Welcome back, Kofkin Bond listeners. We're here with episode 126, and I thought I'd bring my main man back into the seat. He hasn't—he didn't listen to Willard and I last week, apparently, because his own voice wasn't on it, But you're but, not us gonna... to
1: share that with everyone. <laughs> you know, I'm the first person that <laughs> listens to myself, Jamie.
0: No, we uh, but we are going to touch on last week, and the great thing was actually having Willard on, and we sort of talked about that engagement side, and 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 sort of you know the way the client comes through the door at Kofkin Bond, but. What's going to be great about our conversation today is that we're going to talk that values, goals, and and that health questionnaire that we actually give our clients and how that actually does drive strategy within Coffman Bond. You know, we've got we always talk about biases in the way that we sort of you know we understand strategy ourselves, but it always is client led because it's what the client actually wants in their lives. We're just there to assist them with strategy to help them achieve what they actually want to achieve in their lives. And the great thing when you link up the way they're feeling about their, their health of their financial lives the goals that they have and the values that they have, when you combine all them together, it's pretty powerful when putting it into a strategy.
1: Oh, it certainly is. It's, um, I mean, we've, we've spoken previously about the amount of clients that we see the first time when we actually ask what their goals are. They actually don't know what they are. Yeah. Um. And, you know, so actually doing that out. But uh, since we've built the values-based side of the business for our clients as well, It's actually quite interesting because sometimes even from an investment side, it's not about how much you get in respect to your return, it's is that return helping you still achieve your goals, number one, your long-term goals of what you want to do, but secondly, do those returns, are those returns that you're getting falling in line with your values? And if we don't understand what your values are, uh, then how can we? uh show you what you're actually doing as well so that's actually vitally important and you know we've had some really really interesting responses on that And when i've when i've spoken to the clients and i've said it's interesting this part here when we've done this your portfolio is not actually aligning in with it because you've stated that you do have an environmental bent toward as an example and your current portfolio that we've originally put you in is not necessarily got as strong as an environmental bench as what you would like.
0: So, so you have those conversations at the start. So, like, you know, I'm thinking, let's just think the three documents. Let's go old school. you got you got the three documents in front of you. You've got their financial health, uh, where you're looking at the key areas of their life, whether it's, like, you know, protection, whether it's, you know, income, all that sort of stuff, where, where clients outline debts, um, where clients outline how they're feeling about that in their life. Then you've got the goals questionnaire, where let's say they knew what their goals were and they're, you know, They've, they've put in a few goals and then you've got the values in, in the way that they believe their life is lived. How do you tie that in that conversation with the client early on? Because uh, I know like you sort of just already alluded to it from a, from an environmentally sustainable investing, but you know, how, how do they all sort of tie into that that initial meeting?
1: Probably this, Jamie, this is the difference between Kafka Bond advisors um, and what I would regard as a standard advisor out there, number one but certainly our advisors or all advisors and robo-advice. Yeah. Robo-advice robo is just about putting an investment in place, uh, but it actually doesn't take into consideration what the client's values are. And it doesn't matter what they answer on those forms. Uh, the, you've got the all values actually stem from a conversation that you have with the clients. So as an example, is a client very religious? You know yep. so for example if they um if their religion uh if they're very religious and their religion doesn't really allow them to earn interest as an example yep. so what investments can they have that are actually in line with their uh their religious beliefs so if we don't actually engage them in those conversations or understand those values in the first place, we can't put something we can't put something in place for them which is out of line with their core values. It could be religious. It could be um, I don't want to invest in that company because they made my father redundant when I was 12 and yeah. we lost our house. There, there can be a whole range of things that, that come out. You only get that from actually building a relationship with your clients. And that means building that relationship over the long term as well, which I think is vitally important too.
0: I was going to say, is that sometimes refreshing for when people come in that they, you know, they're the conversations that you're actually having? You sort of, you know, you haven't just thrown a report in front of them and said these are returns. You're actually talking about what what's value to them and what's true to them
1: i actually i actually can't answer that question they have to answer that question and yeah, i think i think they find it refreshing but i i've actually never said to them before they've left did you find that refreshing so or, <laughs> to those events. but but i think uh, i do know that the vast majority of other planners out there don't do it they do will focus on a return or historical returns and things like that and obviously that's a very important part of what we do um i do th- where i i believe, once again maybe uh time for willard to do a client survey but where where i actually believe it does is because with uh, the amount of clients we've had who have been clients of ours for an excess of 20 years there's obviously something that makes them stay with us yeah. uh, you know we're, we're not we're not cheap uh yeah. we're good i believe we're the best but in saying that that's their choice to if they think we're the best if they believe we're the best as well so on that basis though I mean, you know it, and you're a very personable person as well. We are about building relationships where a client feels comfortable ringing up and asking us a question without them being judged. You know, so, and, you know, it could be a case of, you know, my religion doesn't allow me to do this, or I'm doing this, or I'm in this situation, what should I do? Uh, So I I think that we build those relationships, which are important, uh, to be able to help them make the decisions that they actually are in line once again with over those values are that they come out with
0: yeah and some of the great things that have come out of those conversations i know you mentioned esg before um and we we'll, we'll do a podcast on esg i think it'll be a lot more than a quick punchy one it's you know you can go quite deep you know people are pretty passionate about sort of environmental social and the way we governance our, our businesses and, and it's becoming a larger Thing in our society at the moment but so we will get into that but you've had a lot of conversations and, and one that you, i want to talk about um was one of our clients i guess their goals and their values lining up to say that they actually felt guilty of their income so i guess you talk about you talk about you can start how's their health uh, financial health well income's really strong and it's good and then that leads into goals you know whatever they want to do in their life but their value was giving back so you know they felt guilty that there was income coming in, um, and that they were getting it. So you had a pretty good conversation around that.
1: Yeah, and she's been a client for quite a number of years. Very successful uh, client, earns a very, very high income. But you're right, she did have a form of guilt about earning that much money, and yeah. you know, and that guilt was formed from somewhere, whether it was her childhood. Uh, whether it was her upbringing or whatever, but that guilt was formed from somewhere. The money that she earned was very noble, but she wasn't earning the money by doing something horrific, you know, so, or anything like that. It was actually, she did a lot of work with government and it was all about the betterment of society. And what was interesting that came out of it is, I mean, she also did make the comment that, geez, I also pay a hell of a lot of taxes. And you could say that she had more of a, you know, the equality side of, of things. And what we actually did to help her with her values was actually, and this has nothing to do with getting a 12% return, okay? This, what we did to actually do that, we said, okay, you earn a very, very high income and you pay a lot of taxes, uh, yeah. you know, six-figure sums, really high six-figure sum taxes. Why don't we actually do this? Why don't we Because at the moment, you help a lot of causes if you're after tax income. Why don't we, from a charitable perspective, set up a structure for you where an amount of your income goes into that charitable structure? You get to claim it as a tax deduction. So rather than giving it to the ATO for the ATO to uh, waste half of it, or the government, not the ATO, uh, waste half of it on nothing, and then on the other half, uh, give back to causes that you might not agree with, why don't we actually reduce your taxable your tax bill by investing $100,000 into this uh, charitable uh, structure for you every year? And then you have the choice of where you want to distribute that $100,000 uh, every year in respect to the causes that you want to support. Uh, yeah. And now by doing that, she she all of a sudden didn't feel as guilty about earning so much money because her money – was actually she got tax deductions which she wanted as i don't know anyone who doesn't to be brutally honest um and last but not least um, she got to choose where her money went and what causes she supported so whether that was helping refugee women whether that was helping uh, equality in the workforce whether that was helping environmental causes uh, basically she then got to choose and by doing that is she, the, what she had in, was very much in line with her values now once again that had nothing to do with her super fund getting a 12% return that had to do with her meeting her values and what she was doing her super, her super fund in regards and her other investments uh, in line with uh, for example were in line with her social conscience as well but that was she still you still want to get a good return on that but in saying that, though, it was the full value thing that we did, which was the most important aspect of everything that we did for her right up front, and she has been very successful in being able to support all those causes uh, that she really is dear and near to her heart.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think it's great as you said. It's not just. Yeah, you know, sometimes even when you put out there, what do you do? Okay, you know, we look after investments and things like that and we provide strategy around your financial life, but it's hearing those real-world stories of how that actually brings back to a goal that she had and, and you know, her values in her life um, and how you can help her achieve that.
1: And Jamie, the thing is, is that, and I'm not bagging robo-advice here, but robo-advice doesn't have an emotions, no matter how, how you actually trigger those questions off. Yeah. At the, end, at the end of the day, robo advice can't read your facial expressions, yeah. uh, which comes from 30 years of experience. And you know, you're 29, nearly 30 years, 30 years next month, isn't it? 30 yeah. years on this earth. So it's um. So basically, it's a case of that when you look at what it is. We are very much an organisation that has spent a fortune on making sure our back office is digital and automated, et cetera. Um, But in saying that, though, that is so that we can service our clients to an exceptional level. The next part of that, though, is robo. So, yes, that's all parts, all fine. But in regards to robo-advice, it can't do those values. And as i've always said to you it doesn't matter how great the automation is in our business and as you built us, you and others have helped us build it it's not how good the automation is in the business if we don't have a strong relationship with our clients that they can pick up the phone and ask us a question or drop an email then you know what's going to happen nothing yeah. uh, and this is a case of that clients want to make sure that those underlying investments are in line with their values what about their life values what are their goals on those life values uh and what can they achieve and what do they want to achieve how do they want to support their grandchildren who might not even be born yet how you know they, these are these are all things that are considerations for uh clients nowadays and there's different mindsets you know there's different mindsets from our 85 year old clients and what there is from our you know 25 year old clients Yeah. and where they are in the world and they're All through their own biases, upbringings, and where they see the world today and where they see the future.
0: Yeah. Tony, I really appreciate that. Um, And as I said, we're going to jump into the ESG side of things, I think, which enlightens more on the way people are investing, the way people are feeling around their values um, in in the modern world. Um, And we will dive into that. But I thought it was great to just touch on what we did today, especially after the podcast I did with Willard. Um, So, yeah, appreciate your time. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for
1: that. Bye. The Kafkan Bond Podcast is a product from Coughkin Bond Co., which we are an authorised representative of and financial. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Coughkin Bond Podcast are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decision, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional.